Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. Hey, guess what, Julie? It's September 1st. Yes, and expired Palooza continues. I was just harassing, I mean, coaching with somebody (laughs) about that fact. Is that a Freudian slip? It was a slip. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, there's more to choose from than many people think. You know, I think the perception is that because most of them are dealing with hot seller's market, you know, multiple offers, scrambling to get a showing, all of that kind of stuff. You know, that's all true, but it's also true that aspirational pricing and difficult showing instructions and crappy pictures and fill in the blank, you know, still causes expireds. Yeah, all that's for sure. Too. You can have both things going on at the same time. And remember what we told you guys not so long ago that essentially the market starts to reject a house, even a house uh, that is, you know, very sellable after it's been for sale. What's the perceived notion of it being an old listing? 30 days in many markets, that thing looks like psychologically people think it's, you know, has zombies running around in the mm-hmm. kitchen, right? I mean, the market mm-hmm. starts to paint a picture of a property after it's been for sale for what most markets is probably two, three weeks with no contract, you know, no sold or pending sign. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone starts making up stories about the house. Must be this, must be the other thing. And then yeah. people stop showing it. That's what happens. And you're going to see a lot of these expireds, they might have a you know slight condition or a slight location or a slight price issue. But what doesn't nowadays? Everything does. Sure. Uh, don't be, allow yourself to think that the uh, an expired listing is any less valuable to have than a brand new listing because it's not. And oftentimes, in our humble opinion, it's far more valuable because of the fact you know what the price isn't. You have a essentially a seller that's been a little bit leveled off mm-hmm. due to the house not selling, so you have more cooperative seller. You maybe have some great feedback that will allow you to you know make some improvements to the property. Maybe the beautiful dish collection that the seller insisted was the greatest thing since sliced bread that they've covered every single wall in the house with. Maybe because the house has been previously listed with another agent and they had 20 showings where people told them to take the dishes off the wall. Now you don't have to be the purveyor of bad news. The seller actually knows it already. I have my favorite one. Go ahead. Feedback. Shows like a zoo. (laughs) This is a a real story. Okay. My coaching client, I always felt really bad because this was her very first listing. Shows like a zoo. Shows like a zoo. And she, she kind of like didn't really get what that feedback meant until she got it two or three times. And as it turns out, we shouldn't laugh because it was a divorce situation. But basically the the um, the missus or ex-missus was living in the house but had, and this is in California, and had an emotional support pony oh living in the house with her. And, you know, those things take some cleaning up after. But the house showed like a zoo. So, you know, these are these are delicate conversations sometimes. Of course, that ended up expiring because how do you even price to overcome a pony living in the house? Okay, we're gonna have to level up there. So if you need an emotional support if you need an emotional support animal, okay. Fine. Why choose the horse? I don't know. I don't know. I go with I'm something tiny. An emotional support hamster. Especially if you're selling your house, I'm just saying. So, you know, you find all kinds huh. of interesting things. Now, I wonder what came first, the divorce <laughs> or the horse? Right, I don't know. 
Do you think the horse led to the divorce? Of course. Uh, of course. Of course the horse led to the divorce. This podcast may have peaked. Okay. So, uh, but, you know, there are other interesting stories right from our own career. You know, um, I will never forget that we were prospecting for expireds one day. And we found this batch of new construction townhomes that were right around the corner from our Remax office. And, uh, you know, in an area that we thought there's no way there's new construction there. And the picture in the MLS was a pile of dirt and a two by four. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Are you talking about the condos, Eastland, Eastland Court? Court? Oh yeah. My gosh, and we I went do. over there and lo and behold, and this was actually had been listed by a fairly prominent agent. Yep. And, but, and remember the picture in the MLS with virtually no description, except it said new construction like Worthington schools or something and a two by four and some dirt went over there and they're actually like 90% built ready to move into. It's just that nobody had shown them any kind of marketing love whatsoever. It looked terrible on the MLS. Well, the market had forgotten about them. Forgotten about it, just passed over and right. something like that, that needed a little bit of extra juice because the location was a little weird. Um, and we were surprised that the agent whose name we knew had made zero effort on that. And so that wasn't just one expired. That was, if I recall correctly, something like 30 uh, townhomes. Yep. And boy, we did some great business off of we that. We did. Great business. It wasn't, we, we got both sides of almost everything. And the people that were buying them were downsizing out of more expensive real estate that created Wasn't listings. Wasn't this like us. our first or like our second or third year in the yeah, business too? I think and so. this in this development, we took we the listing had been expired with the lady who in Worthington, Ohio, mm -hmm. for what twenty years maybe yeah. more had been the number one agent. Yep, and, that's right. Right. And I so, know. So so you know lots of weird about this, right? You wouldn't have thought that it would expire on an agent like that. You wouldn't have thought that she had basically abandoned the project. Um, you know, you wouldn't have thought that you'd come across one expired that would give you 30 plus listings plus even more business from that. I didn't uh, expect the unintended consequences of the resale business that that created. Right. So, you know, when you do this virtually every day, you're going to see, as Howard Britton used to say, the pearl, there's a pearl in there, right? You're going to see some really great opportunities. I love prospecting expired new construction because it's like one relationship, multiple properties. Right? That's right. And so, guys, so. the moral of the story here is that it's expired Palooza. What are you doing about it? What calls are you making? Or are you just doing what we suggested you do last week and you're just looking in the MLS to see how many expireds there are? So why wouldn't you be making expired contacts right now? Because you don't know what to say. You don't know how to say it. So I'm going to give you guys permission to still go after the expireds, even not knowing 100% what to say or how to say it, because they don't know you don't know your scripts yet. And frankly, if you have scripts that you're using that you get from our premier coaching program, you're going to be studying them a lot more intensely in anticipation of having contacts and conversations with possible sellers. That external pressure of not wanting to make a fool of yourself and at the same time wanting to win the listing is going to cause your learning curve to go from months, if not years, to milliseconds. So please, and we, we say this, we mean this quite literally, fail forward. Don't slow down. Don't use procrastination as an you know. As as an excuse. Quit, quit telling yourself that you're going to do it next month because that's the same thing you said last year. Yes. Yeah, so for example, coaching client Christopher Leon in uh, Chicago writes on our private Facebook page for our coaching members, expired Palooza on the phone for 40 minutes, had one contact, one pre-qualified appointment set for tomorrow at 1 p.m. Done for the day. Okay. Now I shouldn't tell all these guys this, but especially for my, um, you know, our clients that know their scripts, I make deals with them, right? So the deal is, you don't have to, you, I don't want you to have a goal of making 100 contacts. That's a stupid no. goal. Okay? Right. 
the goal, because, con, you know, leads on their own are valueless and really contacts don't exactly count unless you make appointments. So the deal is, I don't care where it comes from or how many contacts it takes, your goal is to set one pre-qualified appointment per day before noon, and then you get the rest of the day off if you yep. want to. Or you can keep yourself on the phone and make another one, because right. probably you will, being that you're juiced about it. When Julie and I were prospecting uh, back when we were in our 20s, <laughs> and we were you know, selling real estate for a living, one of the things that we would do is we'd have a competition between the two of us. We would go, we always have been home office. We've never had an office office. We did have clerical people in an office at one point, but back when we were selling a lot more house, you know, hundreds of houses. But for the most part, Julie and I have always home office. So she'd go to her little, you know, closet and I'd go to my little closet, you know, where we'd prospect and whoever would set the listing appointment first, and you guys will think that's fu- this is funny, <laughs> wins for the day and the, the loser has to make the other person uh, dinner. Now, but here's the real punchline. At the end of the week, now you guys are going to, this is kind of gross, but I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> At the end of the week, whoever set the least number of listing appointments when Julie and I were competing had to clean out the cat box. That's right. That's motivation for you. <laughs> well, so it was just might, a game. But the point is you guys can make this a lot more fun right. than most of you make it. And I, I have found that by removing like a time constraint, you must prospect for two hours or you suck, which a lot of trainers or quote coaches right will will do that i've had people leave like prospecting schools thinking that they were a terrible person because they couldn't hack the two-hour requirement that's it's irrelevant how many contacts and how many hours you put in that does work for a certain personality some, style some though. people that's their drill down and it works for them. super analytical people they want that time yeah. block thing they like the discipline of but it. for right but for a vast majority of us i mean julie and i included the way the game we played was, was who you know you guys set one pre-qualified listing appointment mm-hmm. and a pre-qualified listing appointment guys is essentially someone who's you know you've asked them all the questions and they have to have motivation they have to be you know a have to sell seller there's certain things that make them a you know really good listing opportunity don't just think think you intuitively know and can somehow read their mind what their motivation is you have to ask the question so you know the game is to set one pre-qualified listing appointment per day that's your whole day and, and here's again we tell coaching clients this and it is the truth if all you do well in your real estate business is you are able to um, you know, sift and sort. If you're able to prospect and pre-qualify and present those three things, if you do those three things well, we obviously have to know how to negotiate and all the rest of it. But the truth is, if you do those three things well, you can just be average, if not below average, with every other aspect of your real estate business, yeah. and you'll be incredibly wealthy. Or you can have, you know, like a transaction coordinator do the things that maybe, you know, it's okay if you're not the best transaction coordinator ever. It's not okay if you don't get a great transaction coordinator. Exactly. But you know what? You won't have any transactions to coordinate if you're not good at the first thing, which is generating business in the first place. And by having that kind of game with some of them, and to your point, I I appreciate that. For some people, they want the discipline of that drill down schedule. But for a lot of them, when you say, you know what, your number one job is to set a qualified appointment before noon every day, and then you get to have the rest of your time. What that does is it causes them to be much more focused on the phone it causes them to not get off the phone as quickly, to not give up as quickly, to use their scripts and really learn them, the ins and outs, and make it less scripted and Why? more Why is what you're saying true? Because they they see the the benefit of being that good is that they don't have to grind away as much. They don't have to fight with themselves about whether I did it or not. When, when you're laser focused on what the actual goal is, the rest of it kind of drops away. They also become more... Um, service-minded, you know, and really listen 
in in between. I say listening well, you're, to you're the saying, silence, right? It, they're listening to the client versus listening to respond. It becomes less about them. Yes, they're more. They're, they become naturally yeah. focused on uh, being of service to the other person because they'll quickly realize because they're failing forward that the reason that they are in conflict is internal, not real. It's, in other words, a internal conversation that's ego-based. And as soon as they realize, and this is the reason we got, how often do we tell you guys the highest and truest purpose of everyone on this planet is to be of service to other people? I don't know. We say that a billion times, right? And if you've been alive and listening to this podcast for more than 30 seconds, you know that that ultimately is the most powerful mindset you can have because on the other side of that, your ego and your resistance basically melts away. So if you truly know and are in alignment with that, you know, your highest and truest purpose, which is of being a service to other people, if that is truly what it is and you know that and you accept that, then naturally you're going to feel not in alignment with that highest and truest purpose if you're not mastering your scripts, if you're not picking up the phone and doing the other things we teach you how to do to proactively lead generation to uh, generate to try to help people solve the problem that they have, which is selling a property. You guys get it? These are This is how basic and frankly, how honest and pure the system that we teach you guys as part of our coaching program is. The whole point of this is to help you move past all the noise and all the clutter and all the obstacles that are out there and just focus on getting to the goal as quick as you possibly can, which is exactly what we teach you how to do. So Julie, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. And this is a question I ask coaching clients, um, usually new ones. And I'm going to ask all you guys this. uh, uh, Julie, let them have time to mentally think about the answer, okay? Mm -hmm. If you guys had a choice between being rich and being famous, which would you choose? Now, trust me, guys, this is in perfect alignment with what we were just talking about. If you have a choice between being rich and being famous, which would you choose? And don't assume... And because it is not the case that famous is going to mean rich. So one way you're financially independent and you're rich, where your money works for you, you no longer work for your money. And the other way, everyone knows who you are and perceives that you're successful and everyone sees you're successful and you can, you know, peacock your way through life and everyone is believing that you're, you guys get it. So you cannot choose both. You have to choose one, which would you choose? Okay, should I throw up a Jeopardy clock? What was the Jeopardy theme song? I don't remember. Do, 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 do. Okay, now here's the answer. If you're younger than maybe 35, your first answer is going to choose fame. If you're older than late 30s, early 40s, you're maybe not clear, but you're probably going to lean towards rich. And if you're older than 45, I guarantee you're going to say rich. And furthermore, you're going to acknowledge, if you're, say, Julie and I's age, you're going to say, I realize now, in retrospect, that when I was younger, I would have chose fame. And now that I'm older, I realize I should have chose rich. Because the thing is, the fame is not real. It's all fake. And that's the thing that social networking is. That's all this passive lead generation stuff. What this system, what they're trying to do is appeal to your narcissism and they're trying to appeal to your, you know, that your ego, and that's how that's that's the only reason those that's like the number one reason those things actually have perpetuated, is because you're naturally at a certain time in your life going to be attracted to things that are going to give you recognition and acceptance of the of the masses. That is something that's intuitive to all of us, unless you're consciously aware that you're being manipulated. You're going to jump right into that, you know, rabbit hole, and you're going to that's. That's going to be your currency. You're going to feed off of that. That's going to be the thing that attracts you. And you're going to surround yourself with other people that are caught in that same echo chamber. And you're never going to accumulate wealth. 
You're never going to get rich and you're going to be, when you you know are a little bit older, looking back and realize what a foolish bunch of time that was and how you should have absolutely been focusing more on what was truly important in your life, which is being of service to other people. And obviously then, you know, with that, you help enough people accomplish their goals, then you'll be rich where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. Thoughts? Yeah. Well, it all comes down to really drilling down and using those skills and finding your way. It's so fun to see when agents like Chris in Chicago have those victories. Okay. Now I'm not surprised that he just did that today on expired Palooza because he had an expired victory last week, which I think was his first one and was inspired and excited. And it's almost like I, I see the, the Red Bull logo flash over, right? Like it gives you wings. Okay. To have those successes. And it, it doesn't take that much. So many of you guys don't ever call for sale by owner because you've never had a FISBO success story. You don't do a great job at your lead follow-up because sometimes it takes three phone calls to find somebody. You know, you just have to like let all of that go and stop focusing on what you're not getting and start focusing on what you can get for yourself. And then the world opens up to you. It actually gets easier. It doesn't get harder. Well, Mrs. Harris, that's what you said last Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. If you guys want to know how to make $100,000 a year, write this down. Take Mm -hmm. one listing a month. In most of your markets, that's going to result in at least $7,500 times 12, which is what, $96,000 or something per year? That's right. That's it. That's your whole business plan right there. And yet you guys want to make it more complicated than that. Why? Because your ego is so attracted to the idea of doing the non-work of real estate because your ego wants the gratification, the satisfaction from the attention, from the acceptance of other people. You're not focused on being of service to other people and you're certainly not focused on building wealth for yourself. You see how it's a tug of war internally to all of you? So here's the irony of all of it. When you become a really powerful listing agent, when you actually become successful at, at essentially what we teach you to do, the fame's going to follow. And by the way, the fame will follow right along with the money because people are going to recognize you as being successful, not because you told them you were successful, not because you faked it on social networking, you leaning on somebody else's Ferrari, but because you are successful because you've done the real work in real estate and because all the people that you've helped accomplish their goals of selling their home, those are the people that are going to essentially help you perpetuate continued success and then will follow the wealth. But if you lead with the seeking of fame, which is nothing other than looking for recognition from strangers, then the wealth does not follow because you become addicted to it because you just want more and more and more. Your ego is never satisfied. That's the fallacy ultimately. And essentially most of the paths that you guys have been following as far as building your real estate businesses and maybe to some smaller extent your entire you know, persona. So do consider this stuff, guys. Consider really what you want your life to be like. Ultimately... I think, and I've not found anyone to really refute this, what the human soul seeks more than anything else is freedom, what we call libertas. It's Latin for freedom, right? That's ultimately what people want. Freedom from fear, freedom from worry, freedom from being beholden, freedom from all the things that are essentially become our you know, dark passengers in our lives that basically make it so that we can't truly feel the joy that is life because we're so, you know, essentially, like I said, beholden to all the things that hold us down, the need for money, really, the need for social acceptance, all that stuff. Don't you guys ultimately, in your ultimate version of where you feel like you're going to, you know, feel the happiest, isn't that when you're the freest? Isn't that when you're, you know, no longer carrying around the burden of having to worry about money or really the burden of having to worry about what strangers think about you? Isn't that ultimately the vision you have for yourself? If you really cut through all the ego Mickey Mouse stuff, you want to feel free? 
Isn't that interesting? Isn't that why you got your license in the first place? Isn't that the reason ultimately you guys listen to this podcast, right? Because we're not certainly telling you things that you want to hear. We're telling you things you have to hear. We're telling you to do things you don't want to do when you don't want to do them at the highest level. Because when you do it for long enough, you're going to be free financially, emotionally. You're going to not have faked being successful. You'll have actually become successful in the realest, truest sense. Not just because you have, you know, look at people, they say influencers. Someone's got 15,000 friends on Facebook or wherever the hell it is, right? Who cares? Right. And I always, I always think, okay, name them. Name 15,000 people, really? The guys, you can buy friends guys. on Facebook and on Instagram and on LinkedIn. You can buy them. You really think it has any value? You know, when you see these people, these big social networking groups, go and peek who their friends are. Go think, okay, does it really make sense that a realtor selling real estate in uh, Kansas has so many friends in Afghanistan or, you know, in, in some other part of the world? No, or, you know, Vietnam, they're buying them. That's not real. It's fake. What we're telling you guys is the truth. So just have an open mind to this. Be excited and grateful that you're in this industry, especially during a time of change like this. And if you guys do align yourselves with your highest and truest purpose, which is being of service to other people, then naturally you're going to backstop that with skills. And then after that, everything you want in life, and it's all you know revolving around the word freedom, is going to almost seemingly magically and effortlessly work itself into your life along the way of you helping more people. That is really, truly how it works. The other stuff that you guys are gravitating towards, you have to not just be skeptical of it. You have to realize what it is. In most cases, it's just a straight up lie. So don't don't succumb to it. Read the, <laughs> Julie and I were uh, on last Sunday's podcast. We um, I read you a text exchange that I had going back and forth with the guy who thought I was just basically a real estate agent, a new licensee in uh, Texas, and he was trying to sell me into social networking. And I was explaining, I was going back and forth, and you know, politely and respectfully, um, and just seeing how he was going to answer. And it was pretty funny. There, he wasn't even trying to validate that the social networking package he was trying to sell me would do anything other than help. You know. Nothing really. There was no financial or any other benefit for actually wasting money on all that. There was no benefit to other people. There was no benefit to me as a practitioner. It was just him feeding into this preconceived notion that as a new licensee, you have to have all these boxes checked as far as social networking and as far as all these other video making and all the rest of it, where that's just not true. It's not true and it'll never be true. If you want to truly be successful, if you truly want to be a somebody who makes a contribution to others on this planet and you have a real estate license, right? I, I strongly suggest you make yourself the best version of yourself as a real estate salesperson. And don't, you know, don't pull back from the word salesperson. That is what you are. You are a salesperson. Well, Maybe you're not, and maybe that's the reason you're having financial problems because you have not accepted the fact that that's what you are. You are a salesperson, and guess what? The highest paid, most respected humans in the history of humanity have been, guess what, salespeople. There are no exceptions to that. If you want to have, you know, if you want to be free, if you want to have respect of other people, if you want to have an, an ability to be impactful, maybe it's just on yourself and your friends and your family, that's fine. But you're going to have to be somebody that is in alignment with the idea that your highest and truest purpose on this planet is being of service to other people. And ask yourself, do you really feel that way when you're listening to someone tell you to make an Instagram video, <laughs> right? No, they're feeding into your, your narcissism. They're feeding into your you know, desire to, have the, to be accepted by strangers for recognition. Guys, get it? This is core basic human needs. 
you got to have to rise above it so then you can have careers that become something that you're really truly proud of. That's what we're all about. Hopefully you guys realize that because you do continue to make this the number one listen to daily podcast real estate agents, uh, agents in the nation. And I was just stumbling over my words as I was remembering that now we have listeners in 51 different countries. How crazy is that? 51 different countries. We have real estate folks listening to us. That's incredible. So maybe, just maybe, there's something to what we're saying. Please do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Audible. We're on 20 different podcast port, uh, platforms now. If you've not picked up our book on Amazon, and of course it's available on, in every bookstore, uh, it's called Harris Rules. Make sure you get the book Harris Rules as well. In the meantime, guys, we prize your feedback. We love it when you ask us for, you know, drill on a specific topic, whatever, you know, anything that you feel like we're not drilling down on enough to be of service to you. Um, as podcast listeners and certainly coaching clients, always know you can text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.